Good afternoon and welcome to another spectacular, 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 fabulous, wonderful episode of How Betty Davis Saved My Life, Life Lessons from Classic Hollywood. I'm Moya. And I'm Georgia. And guys, first, before we get into it, we are still having these audio issues, so I do apologize again. Um, We are... I honestly don't know what's going on, but we the show must go on, right, Georgia? Georgia? Yeah, uh-uh. I, you went silent for just a second. Oh, no, I was saying the show must go on. Yes, indeed, the show must go on, and we're we're troopers, aren't we? We're, we're going to do this. We we're going to because we care so much about your listening pleasure our fantastic audience. The show must go on no matter how raggedy the show is. Now, having said that, <laughs> Georgia, this may be, we always say this, but we managed, we managed to squeeze out at least at least 30 minutes of these podcasts who I deem, I, I, I foredeem, if that's a uh, word, them to be probably one of our shortest episodes because we really cannot, so I, you know, I'll usually pick the movie. But this movie, like, once y'all hear what it is, because we don't do spoilers here, unless it's like some movies, like, so ancient, like, Gone with the Wind, like, almost everyone has seen that, so you're not really spoiling it. And this one is, or this is one of our 20th century um, movies. You know, we try to do some 20th century movies. Uh, this this was a, um, a very popular movie. Um, it's from the, the, um, the late 80s. But it's so full of plot landmines that I don't know how long we're going to be able to talk about it. But anyway, Georgia, what is our movie today? Dangerous Liaison. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all can't see me. I'm up here shaking my shoulders because, huh? Yes. This is like triple, quadruple Dallas good. This is like Dallas, not slanting. There would be no Dallas and not slanting and Falcon Crest and Dynasty and all that good stuff, Young and the Wrestlers from back in the day, without this novel that's like, what, 500-plus years old, give or take, is from the French novelist. I'm going to let Georgia handle trying to say the French names. But yes, Dangerous Liaisons, based on the novel from Georgia. How do you say this person's name, the novelist? The novelist's name is, here we go, Okay, that person. What Georgia just what she said. Um <laughs> and it stars who are our stars, Georgia? We've got Glenn Close, John Malkovich, Michelle Pfeiffer, mm-hmm. Uma Thurman, Keanu Reeves, Susie Kurtz, Mildred Natwick, and Peter Capaldi. Oh my gosh. And then there's some um and and so and that's a who's who. Of Hollywood stars, British stars, and I and I thought I I, I saw uh, Capaldi and I couldn't recall his name. I thought it was uh, Craig Ferguson. <laughs> and I don't know. He looked like Craig Ferguson. I was like, oh wow, Craig! I didn't get his goofy self in this movie, but yeah, it was Doctor Who. Um, Peter Capaldi. Well, he, that's one of his more favorite famous roles. But yeah, that was Peter Capaldi. But yeah, so. Georgia, wasn't everybody so young and fresh-faced in this movie? Like, 
Keanu Reeves and Uma Thurman and even Michelle, they were like babies. Yes, they were. Oh, my gosh. I, I looked at Keanu Reeves. But... He looked like he was 16. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes, yes. And even in this movie, um, well, I, I'll talk about him later. But so we're not going to, we're going to try not to spoil it. So it's been, this movie is what, 35 years old, uh, 34 years old. So you should have seen it by now. But for those who have not, we're going to, it's a treat. Georgia, isn't this movie a treat? So tell us about this movie. It really is. Okay. I'm going to try and set this up for you as best I can. Okay. Our, our two main characters. Okay. These are French aristocrats. And... Uh, they live in a society where people live in such luxury. You know, they can't want for anything. And I mean, they are they have the most luxurious chateaus that they live in and the most beautiful clothes. But they're very bored. And it's set in and the so- 1700s, guys, just FYI. Um, maybe a little like 20-something years before the French Revolution, before the American Revolution, and uh, then the French Revolution that follows. So that's kind of giving you an idea of where we are. Okay, so we've got uh, the two main people. We've got Glenn Close's character, and she puts on a real powerhouse performance here. She, uh, the background is she lost a lover who left her, and he's going to marry this innocent young woman named Cecile, played by Uma Thurman. And her partner in crime is Valmont and he's played by John Malkovich. He is her confidant. He's a former lover of hers. And their goal is to destroy other people's reputations and to exploit them sexually. And so she dares, and he's always up for a dare. So John Malkovich's character sets out to uh, seduce the young woman before she is married. And he also sets his sights on another woman who's faithfully married to her husband. And that's Michelle Pfeiffer who plays the character, Madame Tourville. So what could go wrong here? (laughs) I mean, do all, do all uh, rich people in movies, do they always bet? I mean, I was looking at this movie thinking there's a a bet going on here. And uh, so, this is just setting it up for you to know what action is going to take place so you can understand the plot a little bit about what's going on. So if you lack a movie where people behave uh, deplorably and everybody's unlikable, uh, then I give this, then you've got a five-star movie going here. <laughs> I mean, really. Oh, my gosh. I mean, no, and nobody has a job. <laughs> Hence, so I give it five stars out of five for that. It look, <laughs> this is yes. way, I think this is like it's prank wars gone too far. That's one that's one way of looking at it. I didn't think about it like that, except for you had such deadly consequences. Um and, and like we said, this is set maybe a couple of decades before the American and hence the French Revolution that followed right after it, about I think thirteen years after the American Revolution. Um, but but this is the, this is the height of the French elite, the French bourgeoisie, and, and, and where the, 
the peasant. And you're right. Nobody works because they don't have to because the peasantry supports everything, right? So they, you know, and that's a whole nother story with, within itself. But I like what you said, Georgia. These people are filthy rich. They are bored. And instead of, you know, they said they don't work because are you are you kidding? Um, And instead of maybe indulging in charity and, you know, something that would be quote unquote acceptable sort of kind of in that society, they spend their time and said, we play monopoly, they play people. And so that's, that, that's basically what happens now, guys, again, there are so many, for those of you who haven't seen it. So there is, let's back up. This movie has been done. Uh, the book and then, so yeah, the book has been put on film several times. So I saw something as uh, late as the 60s, the swinging 60s um, from French, from France, starring Jean Moreau. And then um, in 20, and then there was Val Mont that was like in the late 80s. This, this, I think it was around the same time as this as this one. And that started Ned Benning and um, the British gentleman whose name ex- escapes me right now, Colin, Colin Firth, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but of course, this was a Hollywood production, and it got a little bit more shine. And that one was good too. Don't don't get me wrong, but um, it did not. And Annette Bening, I don't, I take nothing from her. I, I like look her and Glenn Close. They played good bitches, but Glenn Close played the bitch. She go look at so go look at Jean Moreau's and there was an Asian version. Um, it was set in Shanghai, I believe, in 2019. Go look at all of those and do a comparison. But my opinion, I didn't I didn't see the French, I didn't see the uh Chinese version. But the Glenn Close and Annette Benning, I would just say I enjoyed Glenn Close's more because I saw it first. And I saw Valmont years later. I enjoyed it more because Georgia, tell me what you think. I had, so you had never seen Dangerous Liaisons, right? No, I didn't. But I'd seen Cruel Intentions, though. Okay, years, yeah. Years that, thank you for saying that. Cruel Intentions, uh, and I've never seen that. I, I, I just, I don't know. I just, I didn't think it was something that would interest me. I don't know. But now I got to go back and look at it. Um, well, tell me, what did you think about Cruel Intentions? I thought, in some ways, it was. Um, Oh, easier to follow. Okay. And but I thought it was still it still had the same amount. It was reprehensible. It really was. <laughs> yes. It was it was with younger people. Yes. Yeah, and they had and they had they were people of means. You know, they had fancy cars and all that, and they were very young. It was like a high school version. I'm yeah. More high school age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And but it still just as still has the same level of deception right and just bad super bad deplorable people using other people sexually right still had that same level i thought it was very well done i thought it was pretty good oh, I mean, wow. even after all these years there's some scenes in there that are pretty unforgettable to me because oh, wow. it me at the time that i saw it i felt it was pretty shocking i may have to go check that out because i because i had no idea it was based on um uh, dangerous liaisons and i can't i don't know how to say the french name uh of the original book but um by the way this was um a play from christopher hampton and then he turned it to a screen screenplay so uh, he did the screenplay i'm sorry and then we this for the movie but um 
Yeah, so, I, you know, I guess it's hard for you to say because you did not see Valmont. But Glenn Close, even if you, you know, you don't have to see Valmont. I think it should because it was good, too. But she and Malkovich, everyone was a absolutely excellent. Michelle Pfeiffer. And, of course, she lost the Oscar. Oh, I don't even want to talk about that. Glenn Close losing the Oscar. I mean, she she is the Barbara Stanwyck and Deborah Carr, but especially the Barbara Stanwyck of our age of never getting an uh, a, a one Oscar. But anyway, her portrayal of Madame de Mer I can't say her name the Mer Mertuel. How do you say her name? Glenn Close character. Um, I I don't know if this is a good or a bad thing, Georgia. The her portrayal of that char that character spoke to me, and her. Her portrayal of that character spoke to me more than Annette Bening's. And so for those of you who have seen both, let us know what you think on our Facebook page, How Betty Davis Saved My Life. You know, give us your comments. We, of course, appreciate that. But, Georgia, what what do you think about Glenn Close's character? Oh, my gosh. I mean, they try to make you understand how she became that way. Yes. Um, because in a world where... You know, everything is dominated by men and men have the power. She found a way. She found a way. Through her intellect and through using using sex. Yes. She found that she was able to exert some power and some control over her own life, even though it's in a very despicable way. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. and, and so, you know, she talks about how she trains herself to do this. Yes. And, you know... Uh, her portrayal of this movie is masterful. I mean, it's mm -hmm. a masterclass in acting. Yes. She she was robbed of the Oscar in my view. She was robbed. Uh, oh, guys, what did I say? Technical difficulty. <laughs> Poor George, Georgia. Come back to me, Georgia. I don't know what's going on. Okay, so we are going to, let's do this. Let's try to get Georgia back. And we're back. <laughs> so, Georgia, you were making a point about Glenn Carter's portrayal and she being robbed of the Oscar. Yeah, I felt she was because if you looked at the nuances and the emotions that came across her face, there were times when she didn't say anything, but you could yes. read exactly how she was feeling. She is such yes. a, a consummate actor. Yes. She she let you know exactly what was going on and what she was thinking. And this was a woman who was very well read, you know, very intelligent. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's, it's just a shame. I, I just always felt it was a shame about her character that she decided to use her um, powers and her talents and all that to do things like this when she could have done so much good. That was the only thing that really... I mean, that bothered me about her character. It really did. I felt mm -hmm. like, oh, my gosh. You know, you have such beauty and luxury, and you have such glorious settings in this movie. Yes. And all this ugliness and evil is clothed in the most beautiful Ooh. of settings, it's, which makes it so, it really stands out. It's kind of like a counterpoint. It's a juxtaposition. You see mm -hmm. this evil and this maneuvering and deception. Right. And and it's all in such a beautiful. They wore the most sumptuous clothes, have the most beautiful surroundings, and it just to me, it makes it even more appalling. I think. Right, right, and you know we can't get to uh, to 
judgmental on them because people haven't changed. It's just that the times have changed, but people still play these, these games. Uh, and now it's even worse because now you have the internet, you have uh, the social media, um, people catfishing people. I mean, that's, that's on some, some level like this people, uh, misrepresenting themselves and their intentions. And now people do it and you can see it on a large scale and people have gotten killed. You know, people set people up and all this kind of, I mean, so it's the same thing, but just on a different level. Um, I know several madam, however you say, the Montreal Glenn Close's character. I have seen these people work. I have encountered some of their craftiness, you know, and I have almost been a victim, if you will, to some of their craftiness. But I hadn't seen this in so long, Georgia. When I saw... Glenn Close, um, the Marquise, I'll just say the Marquise. Yeah. She, so, so, that that speech she gave about her background with John Malkovich, I'm, go, I'm not going to lie to you. She kind of helped shape my outlook on dating and men because I think I was 14 or something and I think I was just entering high school, I believe. And how, and Malkovich, so let's talk about Malkovich, Valmont. That these were lessons in how to be bad men and women, but how to be how men and women move. Don't you think? I mean, it was very realistic how men and women and sex is, is are used, and I I think and you can learn a lot from this. Oh yeah, you know he was he was such a a, a player. I, I mean, he was such a rape a, a rake a rep retrobate reprobate i mean his character uh it, well you see like an evolution of his character towards the end of the movie mm -hmm. and you know i was trying to be convinced of it but you know i was so skeptical about him the whole time okay um, the the devices that he uses you know when he encounters these women and how mm -hmm. he goes about doing it and uh so you know for me it was kind of hard because john malkovich when i and the way he looked. I mean, to me, uh oh, he just was. Say that again, George. You went out. I'm sorry. He he was a cross to me between he was like reptilian and he was also <laughs> like a Dracula. Yeah. I mean, I was like, oh my god, how could women fall for this man? Because it was his money, I guess, and his power. Yeah, he was not good I looking. Was, he was John Malkovich is not a good looking man, let's just be honest. No. And they put him in a powdered wig and he's mm -hmm. like who has like a deathly white cadaverous pallor to him. Yeah. And I'm thinking, now come on, now really like i'm supposed to like bust open my corset for this guy <laughs> yeah i mean so. all the heaving bosoms and this thing yeah. going, no, it wouldn't happen not anywhere close right no. now <laughs> true true enough you know back then status was everything so to to be with him meant some type of status um but no like if you're not into that, I totally agree with you. I'd be like, if you don't get your unearthly looking face out of mine, 
you and I gonna duel, and you'll probably kill me. But that's just how I want to die. If if you the if you the next man in line for me, please kill me. <laughs> I want to die in a duel. <laughs> No, no, no. Because I think the casting, if they had used like somebody who was like French and sexy and, you know, yeah. really, I think it could have been really more convincing. I, I, I saw the problem a little bit with the casting. Um, but, uh, but I think they did it on purpose because that was such a because John Malkovich he is so underrated you know and he he's not in Hollywood he actually lives in France and so you know but this was at the height of his powers at the height of his Hollywood uh, career but he's such a wonderful actor that you got to be a damn good actor because he is ugly I'm sorry y'all he's not attractive but he was I but he exuded that that sexuality and that raw sexiness. So, like I say, it wouldn't have worked on me, but I, <laughs> I get it, you know. But he's such a wonderful actor, you know. He he over he overcame that. He was Colin Firth played it very differently than um than Malkovich. He Malkovich was more intense, I believe, and more and more convincingly horrible. And see, and I, I I don't have this as proof, but Colin Firth was is actually you know handsome. So you yeah. could, so he could, he didn't have to work as hard as selling the sex, but Malkovich is not a handsome man. So they, I, I'm, I'm not saying that, that this was in the character, but he had to maybe play it like that because he knows he's not a good looking man. So he had to re- uh, rely on raw sex and, and mind effing these women because that's what he would do. Him and um, the Marquise, they were master manipulators, weren't they? Oh my God! Uh, the way they plotted and manipulated people—it was like, like you said earlier, Moya. It was like playing Monopoly. There were like semi guys moving people. Yes, around yeah. And and like and like destroying their lives, just like ruining them for their pleasure. Yes, you know? yes. It was it was shocking. And yes, he did a good job because he couldn't rely uh, so much on his looks. But I felt he had this charm and a swagger and a confidence about him, right? Which really. And a, and a certain amount of like forcefulness in a way that yeah. kind of, you know, he was so determined, you know, and uh, yes. And I think that I can see how Colin Firth would have been, even though I haven't seen that version because he just, it's very sexy and charming, good looking. Right. You know? So that would have been a bit easier for him. Right. But, uh, but uh, it, during the course of this movie, I have to say that he and Michelle Pfeiffer did have an affair. And Oh, she fell. So she him. really fell for it. They had they had an affair during the filming of the movie, mm-hmm. and so if you feel like there's some chemistry, yeah, well, there you go. That's why. And um, but yeah, he was married at the time, and that ended mm. the six year marriage. <gasps> wow, girl, yeah. you got all the good tea. Actually, yeah, there you go. <laughs> no, I said yeah. you got all the good and gossip. Uh, oh yeah, well there's there's a little bit of gossip this movie. This was of course Emma Thurman's breakout role. Mm-hmm. You know, she was a model and she was only seventeen. Mm-hmm. when she saw the final cut of the movie you know with her scene in there her big her big scene mm-hmm. you know she was a little bit um, appalled and shocked by it because mm-hmm. the way the movie is shot it has kind of it makes you feel like you're a co-conspirator it has yes. kind of a wireistic view to it yes. because it's like you're very much in there you're really close to him and you're seeing this 
how the how the characters are affected and you see the emotions play out on their faces you are right there you you do it's kind of like for some people i'm sure it could be a guilty pleasure Mm -hmm. seeing how all this is happening up close and very personal oh yeah Um, so um and uh let's see there's a little bit of trivia about this movie um for instance uh glenn close came into the filming of it about midway through the shooting because she had just recently given birth to a daughter Mm. And this was the daughter that she found out when she had to redo the a little bit of the shooting for um, Fatal Attraction. Oh. She found out she was pregnant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so this was so she followed up Fatal Attraction with this movie here. And, wow. and, and I tell you, Glenn Close is such a great actor. She is. Yes. Me. <laughs> Say it again. She is such a great actress. Mm-hmm. She scares me. And I can see how they would have picked her later on to play Cruella the yes. one who wants to kill puppies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I that can is. I see how they would yes. pick her. I can, I can totally understand it. Yes. Perfect, perfect. And so let's talk about Keanu Reeves. He's a young, fresh face, of course, uh, after Bill and Ted's accident. Look, this guy has a, a fairy tale career because he, how he managed to get this movie after Bill and Ted and all that, so, which I've never seen. That's not my type of movie. And, you know, he sounds dumb. He's not dumb, but unlike, it's kind of like he got the Sylvester Stallone thing. They sound really dumb, but they're not dumb. And I like, and so the rumor is Candle Reeves is like one of the nicest people in Hollywood ever. Um, but he's so handsome. I like, like, he wasn't a bad looking guy then, but. I, I I love an older looking man, you know, who ages well. And he's just so good looking now with all that pretty long hair. And he's in a, he's an action star. But yeah, he was in this movie and I don't want to give away too much. Um, but uh, okay. I'm gonna stop because if I, if I say, well, he was involved in a, a deadly duel and, um, you know, it was kind of showing off that future action star that we saw him in speed and, and, and that type of thing. But yeah, everybody's so young here, which was just so fun to look at. Um, so Georgia, which character do you identify with? The Marquise or, or Uma Thurman or who, who, who you are, all one of the guys, like which character would you say, or, or you say, I don't identify with none of these clowns in here, or, or identify with <laughs> with all these these so and so's? Yeah, you have to answer. <laughs> I think I think when I was younger, it would have probably been the Uma Thurman mm-hmm. character. I hate to say, when I was younger, I, I yeah, I kind of think so. Okay. But, yeah, yeah. Um, I am not ashamed to say but i know i should be i identify with more elements of the marquise she is she was a witch but i get it when you hear her speech like what you said she became the marquise and as petty as this shit this crap excuse me was because it was crap how petty all of this was was between she and Malkovich. But in those times, see, women nowadays, they talk about, oh, we oppressed and, you know, the patriarchy. <laughs> well, ladies, you wouldn't have made it back then. Because if you weren't married and you didn't have any money attached to you, you were nothing. Okay? 
So back then you had to use your wits. And even if you got into society, if you want to survive, you had to use your wits. And I love what John Malkovich told her. He said, he said, women love to strike at the hearts of the women. And she said, absolutely. And I'm kind of, you know, misquoting and not word for verbatim, but yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh, this, this movie, this is another one, Georgia, all women and men, but all women need to see this movie and who do you identify with and, and what are the flaws, what are the pros and cons of this? And of course, you know, without giving away too much, you know, the, the, these had deadly consequences, hence the name Dangerous Liaisons. But I kind of understood the Marquise for the time that she was in some of the 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 way she moved, I kind of understood it. And like I told you, she did shape me when I started dating. Get get them before they get you and get get out of there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, you know, I thought, you know, Mildred Natwick's character, she says a statement that I really made me think a lot. Um, it's not true for all men, but it's mm-hmm. true for a lot of men. And she knew her nephew pretty well. Yes. So she says, do you think men love the way we do? No. Men right. enjoy the happiness they feel. We can only enjoy the happiness we give. Yes. They are not capable of devoting themselves to one person. Right. So to hope to be made happy by love is a certain cause of grief. Yes. I thought that piece right there is insightful, and that's certainly true of a lot of men. Not yes. all. No, right. Because I'm not going to generalize them. There are a lot of good men out there. Yes. Uh, but I thought that was a very telling thing about the way we we women experience love and the way men experience love is very different. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Georgia, we did it. We, uh, we managed not to give away too much. And I'm going to stop right there. I'll give you the last word. Is there anything else you want to say about 1989's Fantastic Dangerous Liaison starring none other than the queen herself, one of the queens of Hollywood, and as far as acting goes, superb acting, Glenn Close. You have the last word, my dear. Well, thank you, Moya. I I think that, uh, you know, this made me think a lot of our Marjorie Morningstar movie Mm because I saw some comparisons in it um, because I felt that like, yeah, beauty and goodness, they get preyed upon Mm -hmm. and that especially with the um, Michelle Pfeiffer character, you know, she chose not to see him for who he really was. Mm-hmm. She, she just kept wanting to leave so badly that yeah. he loved her and he was a good person. Yes. And that's what happened to Marjorie Morningstar. Yes. It's, it's what you choose to believe. Yes. And, and then I, to me, I think one of the biggest lessons that I have to tell people is that you can have elegant manners and money and possessions, but that does not mean you have class. Class does boom. not have anything to do with the amount of money you got in your bank account. Boom. Am I right? Boom. Boom goes the dynamite girl. Yeah. Yes. Wow. So that's my <laughs> last word. <laughs> that's that, that's my mic drop right there. That's right. Well, guys, we saw Dangerous Liaisons on, um, it's on Amazon Prime. Um, I don't, I think it's on Apple TV too, I think. Um, but yes, please go back and, and check it out if you've seen it, if you haven't seen it in a while and it's just fresh all over again. It's, it is absolutely delicious. Oh, I love that movie. One of my favorites. Or, or go and look at, um, look at it for the first time and let us know what you think at our Facebook page, How Betty Davis Saved My Life, Life Lessons from Classic Hollywood. Well, I am Moya. 
And I'm Georgia. And we look forward to seeing you next time, because Georgia, what is our next movie? American Gigolo. Y'all, we taking y'all, we going, why are we going to Freak Town? We are just Freak Central. Here, what, the, what is going on with us, Georgia? All these little freaking nasty booty movies. <laughs> Goodbye, guys. <laughs> we'll see you next time. What's going on with us? <laughs> Girl, yes, indeed. I was looking at this girl, even John, even though John Malkovich is not cute, girl, he, he look. I was like, oh, Lord, wait, I can't wait till my husband get home. Hold on, so hold on, sir. <laughs> Honey, know, right? he was a panty dropper. He was a finesser, baby. He, but you know, they got men like that in real life, like on the outside, like they are not attractive, but they know how to talk like women. They got some women, you're like, why is he with her or whatever? But they have, and that's another thing. You, you there's such a thing as sex appeal. Like you're not, they're not that good look, but people radiate sex appeal. You know what I mean? Then you have people that are gorgeous. Oh, God, yeah. They're gorgeous, but they don't have any sex appeal, you know? Yeah, yeah, I feel that way about like Sting, you know, the singer. Oh yeah, because he's not a good-looking man. But yeah, he yeah, all right. Like, yeah, but he's very sexy. Feel, you know? There's yeah. a lot of people who are—they're not good-looking, but they're sexy. Yeah, yeah. I, I somebody is coming to mind too, who's not the greatest-looking person in the world, but man, it, like like Tina Turner. People are like, are you crazy? Tina Turner is not a beautiful woman. You know, she's and she's not ugly, but you know, she's you know a nice-looking lady but she has so much sex appeal and apparently her her late husband ex-husband Ike Turner the women in the music business and that man is not good looking at all then those women were crazy about Ike Turner so and be, even before they got in bed you, you know they just some people just got it